Radio Theater is on the air. Saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky, Two Slim, the man of many hats, Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spinner inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program. We're going to ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're going to hoop and holler and howl at the moon. There's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now with the 2,225th performance of their mighty meaty career, here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes. And thank you, Texas Bixbender, guru of the baby chick phenomenon. Yeah. Welcome, saddle pals, to our show, especially those of you here in the historic Oldenburg Brewery in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. And to those of you yes. <laughs> basking in the green glow of your Motorola Monarch radios, here's our bunkhouse gang this evening. He stands to my left, but he's the right brain of our outfit. He's too slim. Thank you. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Ranger Doug. Thank you. Gosh, I just have a, a feeling and intuition about this show. It's, it's going to be great. I, I can't wait to express my emotions through this glorious Western Thank you, music. Thank you, I, Slim. Thank, Thank you. you very yeah. much. And here's the king of the cowboy fiddlers, our left brain, Woody Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very, very much. The equation I've derived to express riders in the sky is this. Two Slim plus big hats times Woody Paul minus money to the fourth power over X minus one, where X e equals God-given talent, still won't add up to the man in the middle, our central nervous system, Ranger Doug. Thank you very much. And our voluntary polka functions are controlled by the leader of our orchestra, Joey the Cow Polka King. Thank you. To begin with, an Elton Brit classic, one my son's been after me to learn because it's Jamie's favorite song, Patent Leather Boots. Shining up my patent leather boots, shining up my patent leather boots. I'm riding out with my lady love tonight. Silk and scarf and patent leather boots, Stetson hat and patent leather boots. I'm gonna strut my material tonight. Get along, paint, get along, old paint, jingle them silver spurs. Get along, paint, gonna see if I ain't the umbrage she prefers. Shining up my patent leather boots, shining up my patent leather boots. I'm riding out with my lady love tonight. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh,
that's plum full of song. Hodalay, hodalay, sing as I ride along. Hodalay, hodalay, ain't nothing worries me. Hodalay, hodalay, don't you wish that you were me? Get along, Pink, get along, old Pink, jingle them silver spurs. Get along, Pink, gonna see if I ain't the hombre she prefers. Shining up my patent leather boots, shining up my patent leather boots. I'm riding out with my lady love tonight. Radio Theater will return, partners, but first, this message, which, which could possibly change your life. I'm talking about the future, friend, your future. Are you going to live out your days in a dead-end job trying to stretch that paycheck between the grocery store and the landlord until it snaps like a cheesy suspender? Or are you going to seize the moment, use the wonderful talent the Creator gave you, and make it big in radio? The choice is yours, and today it's easier to decide than ever before thanks to my Texas Big Spender School of Broadcasting and Poultry Management. <laughs> yes, neighbors, we swung open our ivy-covered gates in the lush hills near Del Rio, Texas. Our trained professors are ready, waiting, and raring to teach you, your sons and daughters, the inside secrets of big-time broadcasting. The real practical knowledge, much like I myself have learned in many rewarding years on the air. A sample curriculum might include colorful transitive verbs and sports cliches 101. Uh, now, uh, these are all correct usages of the transitive verb. Cincinnati bopped Oakland. Cincinnati flattened Oakland. Cincinnati massacred Oakland. Cincinnati smashed Oakland. Cincinnati destroyed Oakland. You'll learn how to deepen your voice and read the news like one of our most famous graduates. Good morning. This is Carl Kessel. Baby Chick Futures soared on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange yesterday, prompting government action. Which and who hasn't dreamed of a lucrative drive-time slot in a big city? Okay, 5 o'clock, hidden from the bunkhouse with the bright, bouncy, bubbly, bashful, bushwalking, boy-busted, bike, broadcasting, bream, romance, brim, full, balloon, and fruity, brunken, back, bang of the bell buster. Thanks, Texas Big Spender! My pleasure. And after graduation, we help put you in the workplace. Of course, we can't guarantee success like this, but listen to recent graduate Splattering Smith. Hi! I'm Splattering Smith. I was considered virtually unemployable in radio till I discovered Texas Bix's School of Broadcasting and Poultry Management. Now I drive a big silver Mercedes thanks to my sensational job as a weather guy in Cincinnati. Neighbors, pick up the phone and dial 1-900-U-F-T. That's 1-900-U-F-T-Bix. And order your entrance materials now. Processing only costs you $9.99, and boy, is it worth it. Sometime, someday you two could stand before an expensive microphone like this one, clear your throat, <clears throat> and say, and now back to Riders Radio Theater. Thank you, Texas Vix. Oh, before I forget, did you happen to see that letter from the commissioner of radio? Well, no, I didn't. 
Well, he, he noted that we're on all over Australia now. Yeah. Wow, that would explain why we keep getting letters from there. Yes, it certainly would, Too Slim. Anyway, Bix, he says we have to, to uh, add some Australian content to the show, something in the bylaws. Well, maybe Joey could help with that. Okay. Yeah. ain't enough Australian content. You need somebody who's been there. Mooch. What? I'll give you plenty of Australian content. Mooch. Wait a minute, side meat. You don't know anything about Australia. Oh, yeah? Ask me. Give me a tough one. Mooch. Okay. Uh, what's the main type of livestock ranching? Well, I hate to say it, but it's sheep. Mooch. Well, okay. You got lucky. Okay. What's the name of Australia's last Miss Universe contestant? Sheila. Mooch. Wow. Well, here's one nobody knows. Whatever happened to men at work? Well, you know them singing waiters in the kangaroo room at the Melbourne Hilton? Oh, come on, Simon. Well, it's them. And say, that reminds me. Here's something about my life. You know, way before I joined up with the Triple X that you fellas need to know, it was back in Ought 12, and I had to leave the States for a while, and I headed for Australia. No kidding. We yeah. had no idea. Of course, we knew about that scrape you got into it. Klondike Kate up in the Yukon. No, no, never mind that. The <laughs> time I'm speaking of is the great Australian gold rush. No. And if I do say so myself, I came out of it pretty well. Really? Or as they say down under, <laughs> home on the pig's back. <laughs> yep, I remember it like it was yesterday. Why, I almost went native. <laughs> See, I was a useful at a station in the outback. Plenty of yakka, you know, but I wasn't getting any Oscar from the super. I tries to put the nips into the skite, but he's so careful with his dilly bag, and I figures I might have to bail him up. The next after, I've got a smoke go heating in the billy when my offsider Jim comes by. Got time for a sundowner, Jimmy, says I. I was off for a Jimmy Woodser, says he, but some company with my snake juice would be dinking. Box on, says I, and while we had a beer up, I told him what a twicer me super was. Dick it on, says he. I'm ropeable, says I. If you're in the cactus, why not do a get, says he. Well, I work my nut a while, and I decides to give it a burl. So the next morning, I puts on me clobber, gathers me surely, and prepares to go waltzing Matilda. Since I've only got three zacks and a diner, I knows I'm on the wallaby. Well, I'd been humping my bluey for a few hours. <laughs> I was in the whoop-whoop, and up comes a willy-willy. I takes a squiz, and there within Coey is a cave. The walkabout is up to mud, so I hops inside. Just then, rain as thick as Balaki's joy starts. Send her down, Huey, thinks I. But I'm about to go croak. Well, I'm so snaky by now, I let loose Denny Hayes against the cave wall, and my fist goes right through. And this didn't come over the mulga wire. In a hidden room in that cave was a pile of gold nuggets tall as a two-year-old rue. Wacko, I yelled right out loud, and I'm happy as Larry. Oh, of course, getting the gold past the sticky beaks and bot flies on my way to Tassie was no shabu. <laughs> but I finally made it back to the States and paid off the dirty low down, and well, that's another story entirely. Swang and he banged into the Billy Bong. You come a-waltzing, my dear, with me. Moosh, Thank you. Moosh, I love Thank, Thank you. you very much. 
Thank you, sir. I got, I got that last note from Olivia Newton-John. Really? Boy, she was glad to get rid of it, too. Ah, <laughs> oh, go on now. Well, that should satisfy the commissioner for the next dozen years or so. That ends the Australian content portion of Riders Radio Theater. Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WBXU. This program is being taped live in the Great Hall of the Oldenburg Entertainment Center in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. <laughs> Stay with us, Saddlefiles. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the Pioneer Classic. Listen to the Mockingbird. Buckaroos and Buckarets, you're listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode seven of the exciting Western melodrama, Return of the Family. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, these are miserable times in Tumbleweed Valley. The pusillanimous malfeasant A. Swinburne Slocum, after stealing control of the Tumbleweed River, diverted its waters underground. Now the once verdant valley is desiccated and barren. As if this isn't bad enough, the idol of American youth, Ranger Doug, is just not himself. In fact, he is Don Ricardo Proboscis, a legendary 17th century mass crusader for water rights known as the Phantom of the Valley. At least that's what his amnesiac brain believes. Then in our last episode, the Phantom of the Valley teamed up with the homeless Woody Paul, Too Slim, and Side Meat to thwart Slocum's big and evil plan to truck in toxic waste and turn Tumbleweed Valley into the world's biggest and dirtiest garbage dump. To do this, the Phantom and the riders opened the mysterious Phantom 309 truck stop in Grapevine Pass at the entrance to Tumbleweed Valley. Soon after stopping at this Phantom way station, the first truckload of toxic waste to enter the valley disappeared without a trace. And now episode seven entitled, Truck Stop from Hell. A lone figure plods wearily down the dusty main street of Tumbleweed City. His cowboy boots are not made for walking, but he's walked in them a very long way, all the way from Grapevine Pass. As he hobbles along, he searches for a sign. Finally, he sees it. It says, the A-R-I-D Land Development Company walk in, and he does. Once inside, he makes his way noiselessly across the deep pile carpet to a desk. Behind the desk sits a sidewinder with slick back hair, a pencil-thin mustache wearing a 100% pure polyester suit. Are you Slocum? Who wants to know? Uh, me. And who are you, and what do you do? Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. I can tell you're a truck driver <laughs> by your cowboy boots. <laughs> That's right, I am. My name's Red Bovine. Huh? I was supposed to deliver a trailer truck load of toxic waste to you. Yeah, I heard your little impression of Charlie there, but it won't fly with me. <laughs> Charlie's the big 300-pound doofus you were supposed to meet back at the Robert Johnson Crossroads. Didn't you yeah, see him? I met him all right. Why'd yeah. you think I learned to imitate him? Yeah. He didn't believe me when I told him I was a truck driver. Why not? Well, I didn't have a truck. Why not? Well, I lost it. Well, how'd you do that? Well, <clears throat> I was coming through the Grapevine Pass there and seen the big sign for Phantom 309 Truck Stop, huh? free fuel, free coffee, you know, all that stuff up there. Truck stop? It? Ain't no truck stop up there. Well, I know. I mean, 
Not now. What do you mean? What happened up there? Well, I pulls in thinking I'd get me some free coffee and free fuel and all that stuff, and I get, tell the guy to fill her up, and another feller goes to check the Johnson rod, then I goes over this little window here, and the old geezer give me a free cup of coffee. So I takes a sip of it, and <laughs> the next thing I know, I wake up on the ground, the truck stop's gone, my truck's gone, and after walking 40 miles, here I am. Oh, that's the craziest story I ever heard. Wait a minute. Did you say an old geezer gave you a cup of coffee? Yeah. How bad was it? Bad as it gets. I had to twist it off when he poured it. Yeah? Did he go, yeah, whew? Yeah, whew. Yeah, that's what he done. Was there a skinny guy there? Yeah, and a tall feller with a fiddle strapped over his back. Okay, Red, I think I get the picture. Yeah, well, what is it? Never mind. You better get on down to the bus station, get yourself on back home. I'll take care of that truck stop and tell your boss about your truck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah? Mr. Slocum there, I was supposed to pick up some pay from you, you know, when, uh -huh. I, when I brung you the truck. What truck? Yeah, okay, I guess I'll just be getting down to the bus station. Yeah. I better get Charlie and check this out. First, I better call my customers up and tell them to hold off on bringing the stuff in until I get this phantom truck stop thing cleared up. While Slocum puts his dirty gills on hold, business at the Phantom 309 truck stop is booming. Excuse me, sir. Fill her up? Yeah, fill her up. Her. Oh, how about a cup of coffee? Yeah, sure. Oh, God, that's bad coffee. That's even worse than I thought. Oh. Meanwhile, his phone call's finished. Slocum mounts up and heads for the Robert Johnson Crossroads, where Charlie has six more truck drivers he doesn't believe are truck drivers on his hands. I'll tell you, we're the truck drivers you're supposed to be meeting here. <laughs> you're the truck drivers. Where are your yeah. trucks? Oh, we don't know. We lost them. Well, maybe yeah. they're under your hats. Yeah. Lots of room there. Hey, wait a minute, buddy. <laughs> 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 Somebody's got to wait a minute. Uh, you hey, boys want to play rough? No, How do you no, like no. this? Oh, holy cow, he's shooting at us. Let's get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> now you're trucking. <laughs> These truckers are not having a good day. When Slocum arrives at the crossroads, Charlie is still chortling away. <laughs> oh, gargoyle, wow! Charlie, there's something funny going on. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> Not that kind of funny, you idiot. I mean, peculiar funny. Uh, what? Come on, I'll tell you about it while we ride. Okay. Hey, boss. Yeah? Tumbleweed City's back that way. We ain't going back that way, Charlie. We're going into the trucking business. Make sure your gun is loaded. All right. I got a plan. Come on. Come get on, up. Get up. Ah. <laughs> Later that same day, a solid black 18-wheeler blowing foul black diesel smoke from two big stacks tools up Grapevine Hill and enters Grapevine Pass. I don't know, boss. When we rode through here earlier, the horses, we didn't see nothing. The walls of this pass are sheer rock. There can't be a truck stop of any kind up here. You got a point there, Charlie, yeah. but look, there's a sign. Huh? It says Phantom 309 Truck Stop. Grand yeah. opening. And look, there it is, on the left up there. They sure put it up fast. Yeah, too fast. Got your gun ready? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pull in there now. Roll your window down, and when they come out, don't ask questions. Just shoot. You got it, Slocum. <laughs> Fill her up, sir. Check your Johnson rod, sir. <laughs> oh, holy moly! Whoa. Run for Bring it! All the commotion oh. out here. How about a cup of coffee, partner? At point blank range, Charlie fires. I've had my coffee before. Uh, beach, do your stuff. Oh, 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 oh. Over here, side, mate. Oh. 
How could you miss it point blank range, Charlie? I don't know. The first two are at a bad angle, but I had the old geezer cold. While Slocum and Charlie engage in a deadly game of hide and seek, two Slim Woody and Side Meat huddle together behind the fuel sign. Boy, that was a close call. I'll say we were nearly killed. Yay, shot me point blank. Good thing I was holding this cup of coffee over my heart. Well, I won't miss this time. <laughs> Charlie! Hey, boss, they're over here. I got you, them covered. You, you wouldn't shoot us in cold blood, would you? Nobody would be that mean. Good work, Charlie. Shoot him in cold blood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But as Charlie takes dead aim and prepares to blast away, suddenly, from out of nowhere, appears a masked figure on horseback. <laughs> and with a crack of his mighty bullwhip, he sends Charlie's gun flying harmlessly through the air. What the? Him again! The Phantom of the Valley! <laughs> At your service, amigos! Charlie, Charlie, there's an Iraqi virtue-seeking missile in the truck. Get it! Right. Good grief, it never ends. Now he's gonna shoot us with a virtue-seeking missile. Hi, caramba, quick! Head up behind me on El Turbo! All of us? See, hurry! Oh, Arriba, El Turbo! Hurry up with the missile, Charlie! I got it, boss. Let him oh, have it! Right, here goes! Like a jet-powered snake, the virtue-seeking missile flies after our fleeing heroes. It's a race between heartless high-tech death and thundering horseflesh. And it's close, very close. Then gradually, death begins to close on virtue. Oh, no! The Iraqi virtue-seeking missile is gaining on us! Oh, I wish I'd done something bad today. I did. I don't belong here. <laughs> no turbo! It looks like curtains for the good guys, and it would be if they were on any horse other than Amazing Turbo, the wonder horse of the West, the only horse in the world with afterburners. Yes, a dictator's missile is no match for men of virtue and a horse with afterburners. Quickly, Turbo begins to outdistance the flying death, and it's really looking good until... Oh, no, we're headed right for the sheer rock wall. We can't slow down or the missile will get us. We've got to turn. It's not enough time. <laughs> oh, no, is this the end of Riders in the Sky? Is this the end of Riders in the Sky? Will they crash into the sheer rock wall? If not, will the Iraqi virtue-seeking missile destroy them? You may think you know the answers to these questions, but believe me, you do not. And you won't unless you tune in same time, same station for episode eight of Return of the Phantom entitled Between a Rocky and a Hard Place. It's dilemma-ridden, dread-filled, dumbfounding melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this theater of the mind. And now here again, a rider in the sky, Joey the Calpoca King. Thank you, Texas Dick's Bender. Thank you, folks. We have time, if we hurry, for a, for a classic of the West. We'd like to send this out this evening to uh, Dr. O.S. Bryan, who is the rabbi of the congregation Beth Emmett. In Rock Island, Illinois, he's buying interest in a ranch. The diamond double bar circle walking, rocking B, lazy tumble, flying, swinging, star R, running, hopping, <laughs> double O, apostrophe, asterisk, ampersand, K. He says the price is good because so few of the cattle survive branding. <laughs> so for you, Rabbi, so long to the Red River Valley. So long to the Red River Valley. My roping and wrangling is through And so farewell to the home corral And all the old friends that I knew Goodbye to the old empty bunkhouse Where I dreamed the hours away Send my mail to the end 
the trail so long to the Red River Valley. I'll roll up my bed and wrap up my clothes and lighten my heart with a song. For where I'll be traveling, nobody knows. I'll have to be moving along. So long to the Red River Valley. My rope and wrangling is through. And so farewell to the home go round and all the old friends that I knew. Goodbye to the old empty bunkhouse where I dreamed the hours away. Send my mail to the end of the trail so long to the Red River Valley. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarets, I forgot to mention that Dr. Bryan listens to us over WVIK in Rock Island, Illinois. Till we meet again, from all of us to all of you, tune in same time, same station next week for another adventure on Riders Radio Theater. The King of the Cowboy Fiddlers to take us out with the Tennessee Wagoner. in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. For more information on Riders in the Sky, Two Slims Mercantile, or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, write to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, produced, and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Spender. Special Australian content supplied by Deacon Bruce Nimero. This production foreman is Campfire Bird. Our sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Clinker. For WBXU, the executive producer is J.C. Doc Keen. Producer is Lasso and Larry Ascraft. Coordinating producer is Chuck Wagonmaster Ingram. Chief engineer is Jamboree J. Crawford. Recording director, Galvin George Zahn. Sound effects, Honcho Winchester, Jim Springfield. And stage manager, Solid L. Ron Esposito. This is Texas Big Spinners Day. And so long, Saddlefiles. We'll see you next week on Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> Thank you.
This is the VXU Radio Network.